We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Understanding the Doctrine of Grace. Understanding the Doctrine of Grace. When I first became a Christian and understood what grace is all about, I thought, this is some deal. I take all of my sins and give them to God, and he gives me heaven, forgiveness, and power to live. And it is free. I don't have to earn my way to heaven. I don't work my way to heaven. I don't barter my way to heaven. It's a free gift of God. But as time goes by, I start thinking, this has got to be too good to be true. I ought to help God out a little bit, surely expects something of me if I am to gain his approval. And the result of this kind of thinking is that Christians fall into one of two traps, the two grand enemies of grace. One of them is legalism, trying to earn God's approval through rules. The other is perfectionism, trying to prove your worth by being perfect. The Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the Galatians to combat these two enemies of grace. Paul returns again and again to one central question. Are we saved by what we do or by what Christ has done for us? Every verse and every argument in Galatians makes its way back to that core issue. It's faith versus works and grace versus the law of Moses. The very heart of the gospel is at stake in this discussion. So Paul says in in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3, right in the Galatians, how foolish can you be? After starting your Christian lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Today I want to talk about how to break out of the performance trap, how to break out of the prison of perfectionism. If you understand the doctrine of God's grace, uh, you will find a new level of joy in in your life. You'll find a new level of freedom that you probably have not experienced since perhaps the time when you first 
give your life to Jesus. So there are five points here that I want to uh, address very simply. First, the doctrine of grace means nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 7 and verse 20 uh, says, Not a single person in all the earth is always good and never sins. Just cross out the word who there. A number of years ago, a book came out entitled, I'm Okay and You're Okay. But that isn't true. I'm not okay, and you're not okay. I can say I'm okay all the time, but inside I'm thinking, who am I kidding? There are areas in my life that are definitely not okay. And there are some areas in your life that are definitely not okay. So all the affirmations in the world are not going to make you okay. I'm imperfect and you're imperfect. And the truth is I'm not okay and you are not okay. But because of God's grace, that's okay. You see, there are a lot of things in my life and your life that are not okay. But when we accept God's grace, he says, that's okay. You don't have to be perfect. So what does that mean? Does that mean that God isn't interested in, in your spiritual growth? Of course, he, he wants you to grow spiritually. Does it mean that you don't have to repent of the sins that you commit? Of course not. God wants you to acknowledge your wrongdoing and confess them to him and ask his forgiveness. Does that mean that God doesn't want uh, us to change and work on, uh, on the areas of weakness in our lives? No, he wants us to change and to become like his son Jesus. You see, when God says, you are okay because of my grace, that does not mean that you just keep on being a jerk the rest of your life. It just means that God isn't waiting for you to change for him to love you. God is not waiting for you to change for him to say, you're okay. If you accept his grace in Christ, then you have been given the righteousness of Christ. That when God looks at you, he doesn't see you in your sins, but he sees you covered with the blood of Christ. And Christ is righteous and he saw, sees his son and you are included in his son, Jesus Christ. But the second thing is that the doctrine of grace means love, God's love is unconditional. God's love is unconditional. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1, see how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Underline the word children. You see, when you become a believer, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, you're not just a, a servant of God. You are a child of God. A lot of people think, I give my life to Christ and the rest of my life I'm going to serve him. Sure, that's, uh, that's wonderful. 
But uh, you're more than a servant, much, much more. You are now a child of the king. You have joined the royal family. You are one of God's family and you are a child of God. So here's the difference. A servant is accepted and appreciated on the basis of what he or she does. A child is accepted and appreciated on the basis of who he or she is. A servant starts the day anxious that his work will please his master. A child rests on the secure love of his family. A servant is accepted because of his workmanship. But a child is accepted because of his relationship. A servant is accepted because of his productivity and his performance. But a child is accepted because of his position in the family. At the end of the day, a servant has peace of mind only if he has proven his worth by his work. But the next morning, the anxiety begins again. A child can be secure all day, knowing that tomorrow won't change his status as a child of God. When a servant fails, his whole position is at stake. He may even lose his job. But when a child fails, he can grieve about what he has done and ask forgiveness, but he's not afraid of being thrown out of the family because we are permanent members of the family of God. Because, because being loved is not based on our performance, but on the stability of our position as the children of God. God wants us to enjoy his unconditional love once we become a part of his family. Those of you who are parents, are your kids perfect? Of course not. Do you still love them? Yes, we do. You love them in spite of their imperfections. Do you love your children at every stage of their growth? Or are you waiting until they get more mature and can behave in the way that you expect? He says, some of you think God is waiting on you to grow up before he is uh, ever going to give you the thumbs up sign saying, you're okay, I love you. No, God loves you at every stage of your growth because his love is unconditional. I don't have to be perfect for God to love me. He understands me completely. He knows everything about me, the good, the bad, the ugly. And he still loves me. As Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 and verse, verse 31, if God is for us, who can be against us. Notice that God is not just with us, but God is for us. That is the essence of the doctrine of grace. Grace can be summed up in four words. God is for us. God is on our side. God is not sitting up in heaven trying to figure out ways in which he can punish us. If you have received God's grace in Jesus Christ, then you have become a part of God's family, and God is for you always. His love is unconditional, and you don't have to measure up 
because Christ has measured up for you already and you are in Christ. The third point is that the doctrine of grace means God can handle our concerns, all the things that are taking place in our lives. And that's very important. At the root of perfectionism is the desire to control. You think that if you can just control things, then they will be perfect. If I can control my kids, they'll never get in trouble and will always be safe. If I can control my career, my path to success will be assured. The fact is that most of life is out of our control. We can't control all the things that happen to us in this life. God is the only one who can control our life, and he can do, as, uh, do uh, far better in controlling our lives than we can. So what do you do when you can't control the uncontrollable? Paul, Peter gives us a, a, good, um, a good solution here in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Peter says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. This means that we need to let go of the things we can't control and let God handle them for us. And sometimes we are so reluctant to let God be God and handle things that we can't handle. And then we end up... uh, having a lot of problems, uh, stress, we're stressed out because we are trying to do that which God did not expect us to do. He is the only one who can handle certain things in our lives. Things don't have to be perfect for us to be happy. Things don't have to be perfect for us to enjoy them. There's no such thing as a perfect vacation, as most of you have discovered. There is no such thing as a perfect marriage. And I could say that uh, you married a sinner and, and, uh, she, and she is an even bigger one. So do you think you can put two imperfect people together and have a perfect relationship? It ain't going to work. See, there are no perfect kids. There are no, there's no such thing as a perfect body. There is no perfect church. There is no perfect job. If you're waiting for that perfect environment for you to be happy and to have joy in your life, it ain't going to happen. You must learn to enjoy life in the middle of the imperfections under under less than perfect circumstances. Paul said it like this in Philippians chapter 4 and and verse 11. He says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Notice notice it says learned. It's not human nature to be content. We are always looking after something, going after something else, especially material things. Material things never satisfy you. The more you have, the more you want. It's something that you have to learn. You have to learn to be content. And only when you have learned to be content that you can experience the joy of the Lord and uh, to give up on what the world is telling you will make you happy. Number four, the doctrine of God's grace 
means we can act in faith, not fear. We can act in faith, not fear. Remember how you got into God's family in the first place. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. That's the only way anybody is going to be saved, and that is by grace. There's no other way to get into heaven except by grace. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be perfect enough. You'll never earn enough to buy your way in. Salvation is a free gift of God. It is by grace through faith. That's how you got into the Christian life, by accepting the grace of God, uh, that that Jesus Christ died in order to forgive you of your sins and to give you eternal life. The way you got into the Christian life is the way you continue the Christian life. The way you become a believer is the way you continue as a believer, by grace through faith. Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verses um, 6 and 7, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. A lot of people think, I'm saved by God's free gift, and now I really have to work hard uh, to keep God's approval in my life. No, you don't. How are you saved? By promising to be perfect? No. How do you live the Christian life? By promising to be perfect? No. How do you live the Christian life by keeping the Ten Commandments and promising to obey every rule? Not at all. You are saved by accepting God's free gift, which is what grace is about. You need to understand that everything in your life is a gift from God. You wouldn't even be alive today if it weren't for the grace of God. There, the air that you breathe is a gift of grace. The mind that you have is a gift of grace. The ability to hear and see is a gift of God's grace. You certainly didn't deserve it or earn it. Everything that God does in your life, he does because of his grace. He teaches you by grace, forgives you by grace, guides you by by grace. He uses you by grace. God gives you gifts and talents by grace. God blesses your life by grace, and God gives you friends and family and freedom by grace. Absolutely nothing in your life and mine is earned or deserved. Now, some of you have been living in the prison house of perfectionism for a long, long time. But um, I want to tell you that you don't have to live uh, uh, in the prison house of perfectionism anymore because grace is available. The only way to work or to walk out of that prison door is to have faith, not fear. You trust God. You don't try to to be perfect because you will never be perfect. But you trust God to take you as you are and to mold you and make you according to his will. 
And uh, sooner or later you will, de- you will uh, determine or you will uh, realize that God has been working in you in ways that are imperceptible. And um, all of a sudden you discover that you're different this year from you were last year because God has been at work in your life. But the, the last um, point is that the doctrine of grace means God's peace is available to us. This is the offer Jesus makes, and it is still valid today. We find it in Matthew chapter 11, 28, and 29. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What a great deal. You see, God is perfect and expects his children to be, to be perfect. And Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48, but you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And Jesus knew that that is impossible for us to be perfect while we are in these bodies. So he came up with grace to help us. You see, he came to earth as perfect God and perfect man. And by trusting in his finished work on Calvary, we get in on his perfection. We receive what theologians call his imputed righteousness. And so God looks at us in Christ as if we had never sinned. So when Christ died, he took on himself our sins and gave us his righteousness so that now we can say that we are in Christ, covered by the the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. I cannot be perfect, but I don't have to worry, because as Paul tells us in Galatians chapter, uh, chapter 2, verses 20 and 21, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. I thank God today for his grace. It is his grace that lifts us up when we are down. It is his grace that gives us comfort when we sorrow. It is his grace that keeps us safe when we are in danger. It is his grace that strengthens us when we are weak, that gives us hope when we are discouraged, that directs our footsteps along life's journey, that supplies us with answers to our prayers. And it is the grace of God that forgives us of our sins when we repent. Without God's grace... Our burdens would be too heavy to bear. Our trials would be too hard uh, to tolerate. Our sorrows would be too great to survive. Our hearts would be too broken to heal. And our fears would be too fierce to overcome. And God has declared that his grace will always be sufficient for us as children, regardless of what we may be facing, regardless of what we may be dealing with. 
regardless of what disappointments we may encounter, regardless of how rough the road we may be traveling, regardless of how, at least of the shortcomings we may have, and regardless of what our past may have been, Jesus is always ready to, to help us, to cleanse us, to forgive us, and his grace is always sufficient. Oh, we see God's grace throughout, throughout the scriptures being, uh, being uh, exemplified. For example, Jacob experienced God's grace, though he was a deceiver. Rahab experienced God's grace, although she was a prostitute. Moses received God's grace, although he was a murderer. King David experienced God's grace, although he was an adulterer. And the Apostle Paul experienced God's grace, even though he was a persecutor of the church of Jesus Christ. And in every case, God's grace is sufficient. And God's grace is sufficient for you right now, no matter what situation you find yourself in. Just trust in God's grace, and you will see that you will come out victorious, whatever the situation may be. The hymn writer, uh, it's a good hymn, which I don't think we have it in our hymn books, but the hymn writer says, Wonderful, the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea, higher than the mountain, sparkling like a fountain, all-sufficient grace for even me, for even me. Broader than the scope of my transgressions, greater far than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus. Praise his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.